Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Today, we are going to have a beauty talk. But first, I'd like to bring on, as I always do, of all things beautiful, inside and out, my producer, Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. Hi, Jane. <laughs> Lori the beautiful. Well, how are you today? Uh, you know, it's sunny, so I'm okay. That's good. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in New York. Um, beauty all around. That is my mantra today, Lori. I am calm. I am beautiful. It is certainly better than the usual one that I have, which is I'm so stressed, I'm going to stick my head in the oven. <laughs> so. I'm I'm trying today to be very calm, very karmic, um, and we do have a beautiful show today. Our guest is Annette King. She is the Director of Global Education for the International Dermal Institute and Dermalogica. Annette oversees and develops all of the international dermal institutes and Dermalogica curriculum, educational tools, and online learning initiatives. In other words, she knows everything there is to know about skin and more. She also works closely with global marketing and research and development to develop Dermalogica's professional product innovations, exclusive techniques and treatments, and I actually love the treatments. And for over 16 years, she has also traveled internationally as a speaker and master educator for the Institute and Dermalogica. She trains international <clears throat> educators as well as business owners and skin therapists. But wait, there's more. She is on the advisory board for Skin Inc. and Men's Fitness Magazine. And as one might imagine, she is quite beautiful herself. Welcome Aww. to the show, Annette. <laughs> You're Thank you too so kind. Much. Very sweet. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Now, okay. Annette, um, before we talk about beauty products in general, let's be specific about Dermalogica. It's a brand uh, uh, that most of us are familiar with. And as I mentioned, I'm a fan of their products and treatments. And I must say the best facials that I've ever had have the ones that have used Dermalogica products. Um, so tell us a bit about the brand's core concepts, starting with face mapping skin analysis. What is that? Sure. Um, well, face mapping skin analysis is, is really our way of being able to tell you what kind of skin type you have, what kind of skin condition you have. It's, it's really a sort of question and answer back and forth of sort of skin discovery where we um, are analyzing your skin. We, we basically take a magnifying lamp. You know, it's that moment where the, the squeaky lamp comes over your face when you're lying on the bed and you're uh -huh. like, oh, my goodness, what are they going to say to me? Um, uh, but we have a, you know, a very detailed way in which we sort of cover inch by inch the skin over 15, uh, 14 different zones. We can identify, you know, are you dehydrated? Are you oily? Are you congested? Um, 
Where are your specific areas of concern? What are you concerned about? Tell me how much sunscreen you apply. You know, are you even using sunscreen? So it's our way of sort of like getting to the root of um, your skin, how you take care of it, what are you using, and for us to sort of answer any questions that you might have. Because I would, I would generally say about 90% of the population are completely confused about yes. their skin type or, Completely. you know, is this a type or is this a condition? Should I buy this product? Is this $500 cream worth it? Should I be seeing a dermatologist? So, you know, the, the, the sort of starting point, the foundation is really having a better understanding of your own skin. So that's what face mapping is about. Right. And, you know, to, to your point, it's a, it's a beauty jungle out there. And, and, and if you walk into any department store, and I'm not talking just about the ones here in New York City, makeup artists pull you over to their counter to give you a makeup application, even though you don't particularly want one. They just sort of guilt, guilt you into having it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or try some new product, even though you don't want to. Um, and, and, you know, Annette, you can also find the same mass confusion online. Um, and while online beauty and personal care uh, represents only a, a small part of the beauty market, but it's still like 4.5 billion. Um, oh, yeah. It is, yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's becoming one of the most active online categories. And, you know, if you Google how to plus beauty, which I do often, uh, you'll come up with countless entries, product information, right. YouTube. Right, and a lot of it, a lot of very confusing information very, that, very that isn't, confusing. isn't even yes. correct. So, you know, it, I, the most important important thing is okay what what is my what was I kind of born with and I I like to tell like to tell people if you're oily by lunchtime and you're reaching for that you know compact powder or you want a little white or you've got a blot you are an oily skin you're actually a very lucky person because you're you're gonna have you know less, less signs of aging on your skin correct um, if you literally get out of the shower and you're like, where's my lotion? Let me put it on. It's my entire body. I need to use, you know, an anti-dandruff shampoo or super nourishing hair products on my hair because I literally suck up moisture within a second. You're a dry skin. Um, most people are a combination of a little bit of both. Um, if you live in climates, you know, like like the northeast where you guys are, you're exposed to extreme weather temperatures. You're in your building that is, you know, artificially heated and sucking all the moisture out of you. You go outside, it's freezing, the wind's hitting you. Um, you're likely to have a little bit of, of redness, pre-rosacea, broken capillaries, sensitivity on top of what that, you know, skin condition or or type might be. Um, and then, of course, we've got, you know, the issues that people really are more worried about, which is my actual condition. I've got breakouts. I've got brown spots. I've got um, lines and aging and, you know, tissues that I want to be a little bit tighter. And those are the things that, you know, you need to sort of decide, first of all, am I oily? Am I dry? Am I normal? Am I sensitive? And then how am I going to treat those conditions I want to make go away? Right. Now, let, let me ask you, what are some of the most prevalent questions that you get asked? Or is it a compilation of all of those? Am I dry? Am I oily? How do you know? <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. what are some of the top 10? That, that I you... think, I think, you know, what, no, what is, what do you, what type of skin do you think I have is probably what I got asked all the time. Then it gets into the specific, why am I breaking out? 
because particularly for women in their 30s who thought that those teenage breakouts were gone, they, you know, when they're still getting crops of, of sort of almost cystic breakouts, particularly the jawline area, um, in the mid-30s, right up to their 40s, even, you know, even perimenopausal women um, will get this too. Um, they really frustrated with, I'm, I'm aging, I want to address that, but I've also got these breakouts. So I hear that so many times how do i how do i deal with both it's um, sad you know it's almost like I, a friend of mine said you know i'm getting older not only are my boobs now 36 long my, <laughs> my, i i'm now like the hourglass shape but all the sand has sunk to the bottom and i also have acne she said but what why yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That, is a, that is pretty prevalent and and it's you know our, our skin is just a mirror of everything that's going on in our bodies and our skin cells and our melanocyte cells and our collagen and our fiber those are all under the influence of what's happening to us all the time. So hormones, peaking, dipping, changing, um, you know, what have we been exposed to when it comes to, you know, UV radiation, um, stress levels. So we know a lot more now and we know a lot more about it's not just what you're putting on topically or trying to go get a prescription from a dermatologist. It's actually about, you know, the skin really reflecting everything that's going on. And those breakouts are really the hormones hormonal fluctuations, but they're very much stress-related when the adrenal glands are put under a lot of stress. Um, you know, testosterone is one of the hormones that's pumped out of the adrenal glands. And because we have more sebaceous follicles in that part of our face, those, the, the sebaceous gland is very sensitive. That's why we get those breakouts. When we look at it from an eastern um, kind of perspective, um, though that, that sort of chin area where a lot of people get breakouts, if you looked at the sort of meridians or the energy lines through the body, if you have acupuncture or reflexology, those are the lines that we work on, um, those lines line up with, with the ovaries and the ovarian function. The jawline area relates to the stress and, and the eyebrow area as well. So when we face map you or you're seeing, you know, an, an IDI trained or dermatological trained skin therapist, we're looking at all that stuff. So um, those are definitely the questions. You know, brown spots, wrinkles, can I really take wrinkles away? Do these miracle products work? I think the consumer is very frustrated about knowing what works, what doesn't work. Um, I'm gathering on here, but my no, biggest no, no, advice no, is this, yeah. you know, get some, get somebody, first of all, have somebody map your skin. It's complimentary. No one is going to charge you for that. We'll use sometimes a black lamp or, you know, a magnifying lamp, get your own face map, understand your own skin, and then ask for samples. Try everything, you know, try products. See if you start seeing a result on your skin. You know, a good place is going to give you samples for you to try. But you've also got to give that a little bit of time. And you also shouldn't be sort of like cherry picking every night using something different. And a lot of consumers also do that. They give up very, very quickly um, without giving your, your skin a little bit of time to be able to adjust. How long should you give a product to, so your skin adjusts to it? Is there I really think you should give it a, at least a couple of weeks. You know, in, in skin terms, we often say once every epidermis, <laughs> which, is, which is 30 days, you know, uh, gets longer as you get older because cell turnover is slower. But, you know, you, a lot of people, I mean, we, we here, we have, we're very, very fortunate. We have 
great products at Dermalogica. And a lot of people will say, oh, my God, instantly, within two days. Or I use daily microfoliant, my skin was instantly changed. So you will see changes quite quickly with certain things. But if you've got a stubborn condition like hyperpigmentation or acne, it's going to take longer. Uh, hyperpigmentation really takes two to three months to see a difference because we've got to lighten all that brown pigment in the skin, remove it, have it exfoliated off the skin. Um, so, you know, depending on sort of what's really happening with your skin will determine how long it's going to take. Now, do you also feel, because you've been in the business uh, for so long, have women's habits changed over the years, knowing what they know? Do you think they take better care of themselves in general? Or do you have uh, yeah. still the same questions that you've always been asked? <laughs> it tends to be kind of more the same questions, but, you know, you have to be like living in a cave somewhere to not know that sunscreen's important and that you shouldn't be washing your face with soap anymore. I mean, I, I like to think we've we've really changed that. Um I was a spa director on, on the cruise ships, you know, I'm really dating myself here now, but um, about 20 years ago, and I remember every American coming on and telling me, oh, no, I use Dial or, uh, you know, Dove soap on my face and a little bit of lotion and I don't like sunscreen. Where we've come in 10 years, people understand I need an SPF on my skin daily. I should be using a face wash at least or a cleanser. People are generally taking much better care of their skin. I think what's happened now is the confusion um, and with the amount of you know products entering the marketplace every day a new product um, you know a lot of claims that are sometimes made by particularly smaller brands that can afford to sometimes make those claims because you know nobody's watching them um, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of confusion with the consumer and I think there's also with a sophisticated consumer um, a, a, an air of you know well, I don't believe that that's really going to work. And the consumer is very savvy. You know, uh, the the average baby boomer woman who's super, you know, connected technology-wise spends 13 hours a week researching what she's interested in online. Um, so we're reading, what's this cream? How does it work? We're looking at our magazines and our online websites as to, you know, what's winning the awards, what are the editors writing about, I'm listening to my friends, I'm seeing someone's skin that they've posted on Instagram saying how something's transformed them. Um, you know, the, the technology has changed everything when it comes to awareness and uh, education. Well, let's talk a little bit about products. Um, ingredients also have changed over the years, dramatically, I would imagine. Um, and a lot of products are being offered from all price points. There are the prestige, obviously the high end, and of course there are the, the mass market products that you can mm -hmm. get at your local chain drugstore. Now, is there truly a difference between, say, a $30 or a $300 cream? Well, the way I look at it is this. If I'm, if I'm a mass product brand and I'm available in drugstores and in the grocery store, um, you know, my price point can be a little bit lower because I'm making more product. But also, I can't afford for you to have a reaction with that product. So the level of, of actives, the real efficacy um, that you're going to get out of some of those products, particularly if you've got an issue, like if you've got a problem, um, then, you know, it, it's going to be low because those brands, brands can't afford to have somebody 
self-selecting a product, using it, and really having something go wrong. Um, whereas a professional level product, and by professional level I mean being used by a professional in a spa, in a medi spa, in a skincare center, we can afford to put in much you know higher levels of of actives and that's the good stuff that's the stuff that's really going to you know really have a, a a transformation on your skin we can afford to put that in because we know that a licensed professional has sold it to you has prescribed it to you has told you how to use it um because there's you know certain products which you may be contraindicated to if there's a 0.5% retinol in there if there's 2% salicylic acid and you're you know taking acne medication at night you should you might not be you shouldn't be maybe using it this product might you know make your skin peel off um so there is a difference in regards to that what i say to to my friends is you know, you've got to find what's right for you. If you've got the type of skin that, that you don't have a lot of issues with or you don't have anything you really want to correct, you might be able to get away with those those skin wipes for $4, you know, that, that, that particular moisturizer. However, when you're hitting your mid-30s and your 40s, you're going to want to have products that really are a little bit more powerful, that really can address some of those signs of aging that you're not happy about. Yeah, and previously prescription-only products were only available uh, w- with with a prescription if you go to a dermatologist. But now, you know, you can you you are able to get them. That what is it? Cosmeceuticals, I believe they're called. Yeah, I mean, cosmeceuticals is is that that ingredient that is a quasi drug in some ways, um, because you know these are things like vitamins, retinols, peptides. Um, phytic acid, salicylic acid, uh, zinc, uh, niacinamide, where we know these things penetrate into the skin and, and create a response in the skin. Um, so, you know, the, that kind of thing has changed now. Also, the consumer, a lot of prescription drugs, you're buying the drug. When you're buying retinoic acid, whether it's, you know, a retin-A and you're getting your prescription from your doctor or dermatologist for it, that that ingredient you're buying it for the drug not necessarily like a sophisticated formula it's thick it's got mineral oil in there you know um whereas other products that are more sophisticated that really are more in that professional category we really care about the feel the luxe but it's not comedogenic in any way that it's really easily absorbed in the skin um we're really looking at you know what packaging is in to be able to deliver the most hygienic product to you that you know doesn't go bad quickly um so it's it's very different um as to how much you can choose from in the marketplace. And it's about finding something that's really going to get you the results that you want. Now, just to continue talking about the ingredients, most people, as you know, getting on the green train, that's nothing new. But some of that is deceptive. Oh, yeah. Because you look at the first ingredient and you see green tea. And then when you look further down, it's unpronounceable. So let's talk about that. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, because, you know... With, in America, we're required, obviously, to put all of the ingredients on the packaging, which is fantastic. What's that's what's so great about it? But most consumers don't understand a lot of those ingredients. Generally, the 
products, the, the ingredients that are in the product, like the ones that are at a, a slightly higher percentage um, are going to be listed at the sort of top. But if, a pro, if an ingredient is less than 1%, you can put it anywhere in the list. So it's confusing. You would think like, ooh, I'm seeing these ingredients here on the label. There must be a lot of that in there. And I, as I work down, there's less of it in there. You know, if there's a small percentage in there, you can kind of write your ingredient anyway. You're also using what's called the INSEE name, which is, you know, often the Latin name for that ingredient. So that's kind of hard to, for the average consumer to be able to work out. Um, so, you know, it, it is confusing. And we have on the, on the positive side, so many phenomenal ingredients to choose from now. Um, you know, when hydroxy acids came into the marketplace, that was a real game changer. Then peptides came along. Then retinol came along. Then we've had all these sort of botanical fantastic ingredients where we're able to take the best out of that seaweed, out of that green tea, out of that plant, out of that flower, combine it with some of the best, you know, laboratory-made technology um, to really, you know, target the right cell, have that cell produce more collagen, have that melanocyte pigment cell produce less pigment. So, you know, a lot of these ingredients, I call them like the cell whisperers now. You know, we've really got to a very scientific level as to how all these things can work on the skin. Now, what should we not look for that we should not have? You mentioned mineral oil, um, lanolin, um, and artificial colors, fragrances. I mean, what, what, what should we look at the ingredients and say, no, we're not going to buy this product because we don't want yeah. it. Yeah, well, you, you pretty much reeled them all off. You know, a lot of uh, what kills me a little bit is there's still so much artificial fragrance in a lot of product. Well, that's the number one sort of sensitizer for most sensitive skins. There's, you know, it's cheap to use artificial fragrance. You can still have a product that has an aroma, but it should be botanicals and pure essential oils that are, that are causing that fragrance because fragrance makes a lot of people um, very irritated mm-hmm. and uh, causes a lot of dermatitis in the skin. Artificial colors is the same thing. Um, if, you're, if you're oily and you're acne prone, you for sure have to avoid the pure types of lanolins, um, the occlusive petroleum-derived products, which are mineral oil, and those artificial colors and fragrances. Um, you know, a lot of brands now have more professional brands are not using those types of ingredients, but the cheaper brands, the drugstore brands, those, you know, those types of things are still using those ingredients because they're cheaper. They are cheaper than using plant oils, argan oil, shea butter. Um, the plant version of giving you nourishment in your skin is a lot more expensive and harder to be able to extract than some of these types of ingredients that are, you know, cheaper for a formulator. So definitely avoiding that. Um, Now, also, Annette, um, I do, and I'm sure many of us do, we stick our dirty little fingers into products Mm -hmm. and put it on our faces. So there is bacteria that could be in the jar. Do you need to put some sort of preservative? Is there necessary? Because we all hear about parabens and and all the things that we shouldn't have. But is it necessary to have some chemicals in the products to prevent us from ourselves? (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, when you think about a product, it's either water-based, um, or it's it's got a lot of fats in there, you know. So your moisturizer, your creamy um, cleanser, your your favorite eye cream. These are creams. This is like 
you know, it's like butter. Would you, if you keep sticking your finger in the in your butter, you know it's going to go bad. If you keep sticking, you know, something in something that's water based. Um, but it's funny, we, we really question it with food, but most people don't question it with their cosmetics or their skincare products. So, you know, I much prefer, and obviously our packaging is, your fingers don't come in contact with anything. Look for tubes, look for pumps. Um, the products with the, you know, that are still in jars, and yeah, maybe they give you a little spatula a little you spoon, don't stick right. your finger, right? Um, <laughs> But as no one uses that. That's the first thing that goes out. Right. And as soon as you, you've opened that up, you're, it's, you're exposing it to, obviously, airborne bacteria, light, um, sometimes water. Most people keep their products in their bathroom. You can imagine the type of bacteria that we find in our bathroom. Uh, and if you've got a $300 moisturizer there in a pot, you know, um, you, as soon as you've opened that up, you've exposed it to all those things. So... I prefer tubes and pumps and things that are delivering a, a small amount of product, you know, out of it, but not causing contamination or, you know, degradation of, of that, particularly when you've got all of those things, like those ingredients that we've just been speaking about. Um, and, you know, yes, the consumer doesn't like parabens. There's been a lot of bad press about parabens. Of course, you know, you would have to, consume a huge amount of parabens to have it to have any uh, detrimental effects really on your house a lot of that was sort of unnecessary scare and parabens are still the safest and easiest um, preservatives for, for people to be able to use you eat them every day and what you're consuming but people worry about it a lot when it comes to their skincare products um, and we have we have you know vegetable things like radish root extract now that has a preservative action a lot of them also cause more sensitivity on the skin um, but we're getting there with alternatives for parabens now, what's your impression of organic skincare? That's, you know, we look for organic food. Should you, if you see organic on a label, does that necessarily mean that it's purer? Or again, no. is that hype? Well, you know, the FDA, when it comes to food, you have your USDA, you know, stamp on it that you know that it's, um, it's been approved by them. Products, there's no governing body. There's nobody that's saying, I'm coming after you. You use the word organic on your product. So you have, consumers have to be aware. Um, if there's no sort of you know rules or restrictions or a registration for organic products, anybody can use those terms. And what does that really mean? Does that mean one you know the lavender that's used in that product was from an organic farm? What about the the other ingredients that are in that product? Um, so you do have to be very aware and if you put, you know, do you want to use an eye cream with, with no preservative in it around your eye area and get that into your, you know, the membranes of your eye? No, <laughs> you know, you don't want to have, so, go blind. And, um, so you, you, I think you have to be very cautious. Don't just pick something up. It's a huge marketing ploy right now. So everybody says their product is organic. Anyone can use the word natural. If your product's even got water in it, you can throw natural on it. Um, and that doesn't mean anything either. So, you know, there are certain brands that really do strive for that, that are doing well with that. I guess that's their positioning. Um, but quite frankly, if you're worried about aging, you're worried about hyperpigmentation, you're worried about acne, you're going to need ingredients that are, you know, more 
technological that are going to get those better results on your skin because no, you know, rubbing over with a basil leaf is going to be able to do that. Annette, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the basics of a good skin care routine and what we all must have in our medicine cabinet. Great. So everyone stay tuned. We are going to take a very quick break and we'll come back with Annette for a lot more. Everyone, you're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year on behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs. Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and, ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins' Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins-Michael and Better Than Before. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. We're live here in New York City. I want to thank you again for being with us. I'm here with two very beautiful women, my producer, Lori, the always beautiful Lori, and we have Annette King, who is the Director of Global Education for the International Dermal Institute and Dermalogica, who is fascinating as well as beautiful. Hi again, Annette. Hi. Thank you so much, Jay. Pleasure oh, being here. It's a, it is a pleasure. So before, before we went to the break, we talked about um, sharing the eight basic, uh, basics, if eight or, or as many as you, as, as you would like to share with us, um, of, of good skin care. So what are they? What should we all have in our medicine cabinets? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, you have to clean your skin properly. Um, I want you to imagine, you know, what, what you get exposed to on a daily basis, you know, riding the subway in New York City. <laughs> You're, uh, yeah, and we've got products on our skin. You know, we've got products that are designed to sit on our skin. We've got primers that help to soak up oil. Then we've got makeup that lasts 24 hours, waterproof mascara. Um, so, you know, where we've come with cosmetic technology of sitting on our skin and lasting for hours, we have to make sure that we really remove all of that. So all the dirt, grime, every, you know, all the dust, all the pollution that builds up on a, on a daily basis. So cleansing is very important. So having a good cleanser, um, I really thoroughly recommend using an oil-based pre-cleanser first. And that helps to lift up all that makeup. Oil dissolves oil. Oil is your friend. It's not your enemy. Um, even for people with oily skin, it helps to sort of, you know, clean out the, the, the follicle very, very well. So a pre-cleanser with oil is a great way of starting off your cleansing. Then follow with really a foaming cleanser. Or if you're dry skin, it's going to be more of a creamy cleanser. That's absolutely essential for you not to um, 
really see breakouts and congestion on your skin, to have a healthy glowing skin. Everyone has to use sunscreen on a daily basis. It's not something you just pull out in the summer months because you're going to the beach or you're going to little Johnny's baseball game. Um, you are exposed. If there's light and it's not pitch black, you're being exposed to UV rays. And you may not be burning your skin because they're not super strong in the winter months, but you're still being exposed. And those UV rays cause, you know, 80, no, nearly 90% of the damage we see on the skin. Yeah, UV, UVB for, for ones that burn, the B, and the UVA for aging. So between That's the two right. of them, you need to protect. And, and you're, to your point, many people say, well, it's raining or it's cloudy or I don't need sunblock. But you do because yeah. they're always there. And even if it's an SPF of 15, if you're a slightly darker skin, or an SPF 30, you don't need to be picking up those 50, 60, 70s in the in the in the you know cooler months. But you know they're so sophisticated now; they're blended into your moisturizer. So make sure that that you're really wearing that. Um, and then I would say, you know, even if you're in your early 20s, the sooner you start using an eye cream to help to protect that area, it's two-thirds finer than the skin on the rest of the face. It doesn't have any sebaceous glands of its own. Um, it's where we see all those first signs of aging from our expression, from all that laughter <laughs> um, and that sun damage. So, you know, use, using an eye cream, investing in a good eye cream, particularly over over 30, um, is great advice too. And of course, there's millions of other products that I could list in there, but I would say, you know, having fantastic cleanser, using your sunscreen, and then at the first signs of aging, using an eye cream are key. Now let's talk a little more about aging. A lot of the questions that I get from women when I give talks are, how do I, how do I look younger? Or how can I be younger? And of course, the first thing I say is you must lie about your age. <laughs> in, in fact, I, I must tell you a funny story that I have a son who is 37. I thought, you know, people are beginning to do the math. So I can't mm-hmm. be 40 and have a 37. So I started this this rumor, basically, that he's my husband's uh, son by his first marriage. Oh, and someone, someone came to me and said, well, what was your your husband's first wife like? And I said, first wife and I went to him and said you never told me you were married before he goes what are you talking about then I realized I started that rumor myself <laughs> you tripped up on your own lie a lot of women do have uh, have facelifts but you know some of them if they don't take care of their skin they look old with 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 facelifts you know and they're the ones yeah. that are watching reruns of uh, the notebook and they're unable to cry <laughs> because their skins are so tight that they Rather than taking care of themselves, they just keep having more facelifts. Oh, so, yeah. Or it's like that scared look with the trout lips, you know. My husband says that everybody in Beverly Hills looks exactly the same because they're all going to the same plastic surgeon. They all look terrified, and then you look down, and there's, you know, lovely, plucky little trout lips. So, yeah, yeah it's like certainly more well, aging. You can have them, too. You go to Dr. <laughs> so-and-so, right? Yeah. Um, so what are the good, let's, talking about taking care of ourselves, you know, what, what should we eat? What shouldn't we eat? What should we drink? What shouldn't we drink? I'm sure alcohol is, is, is number one on that list. You know, enough sleep. What are some of the lifestyle tips that you can share with us? Um, well, you know, obviously a lot of people ask me about the, the beauty from within category. You know, what, what supplements should I be taking? Um, of course, the skin often is the last place to get anything that you are consuming or you are taking as a supplement. So topical application is the best way to directly affect your skin. So let's put that out there first. So, you know, putting your vitamins in your moisturizer is, is 
going to get there faster than taking that vitamin supplement. However, I am a very, very big believer in getting adequate sleep. I'm a big believer in breaking a sweat every day. I really think that that not only helps to, you know, detoxify and purge, uh, you know, the stuff out of the body. I think it just mentally makes you feel so much better. It gets the blood circulation going, keeps your bones alive. Um, and uh, so I, I really do believe that exercise is an important part. I believe that stress relief is hugely important. You know, none of us can un, sort of unwind and switch off anymore. Technology has ruined us forever and the addiction to technology. And I think it's really important to take a little bit of time out every day if you can. I believe in practicing mindfulness and having that little bit of time where you're shutting everything else out, shutting everything down and, um, you know, practicing some abdominal breathing. So for some people that's yoga, for some people that's spacing out when they're, you know, pounding the treadmill or um, you've got to find what's right for you. But I think we know so many things about stress now and stress really does cause premature aging on the skin. Um, you can tell somebody who, who has had a stressful life just by looking at their skin. Um, and I obviously believe in, you know, healthy nutrition. I believe in eating clean. And I believe if you can pack in um, extra nutrients into your diet, I've got my, uh, you know, kale shake right in front of me here with my chia seed and my apple and uh, my blueberries. I, I do that myself every morning because I know it's going to give me the, the kick that I need, give me my energy. And if I, I'm not eating a lot of those nutrients through the day, then I know I got it in my you know morning smoothie. And so alcohol I, is dehydrating, right? Yeah, alcohol is dehydrating, but you know that there's lots of wonderful studies now about resveratrol and drinking red wine. So you know, a glass or two of red wine actually can have some fantastic benefits on your skin. It's packed with proanthocyanidins and antioxidants and bioflavonoids. Um, so you know, I think you still have to still have to have fun. I don't think you should be, you know, limit yourself to such a degree that you're you're skinny and you look great, but you're miserable. <laughs> and we have retained um, we have retained our audience with that remark because with when you mentioned <laughs> the kale, you lost my husband. But now everybody's come back with it with the yeah, yes. You, you, yeah. can, you can have red. You can have yeah, red. Yeah, you know, a laughter and having fun. You know, smiling is the most beautiful and attractive thing, no matter what product you're using or what you might have had injected into your face. You know, being happy and confident is more attractive than than anything. Um, so I, you know, I really believe in that. I do believe in the water. If you can do a liter of water a day, fantastic. Um, there's no real proof as to how water hydrates the skin anymore. It's better to actually use something with hyaluronic acid on your skin to attract water. Um, but I do believe it helps to keep everything, you know, moving and flushed out. Um, some people that are, you know, have problems with acne have really found that cutting dairy and cutting sugar from their diet really does help. So there is, you know, we've, we've learned a lot more about the relationship of the gut and the skin and diet and the skin. You know, there's not a huge amount of scientific evidence, but most doctors, dermatologists and skin specialists will tell you when people have made certain changes to their diet, it's, you know, it does really uh, improve the skin.
Yeah. Um, I, I'm supposed to cut out dairy, but as Lori knows, I'm an utter failure. I have not been able to do it. So I, I continue every day. I say, okay, I'm going to do this or cut this out. But again, I think what you said is, is really important because you also have to be happy and you have to be content. And if you um, are, you know, I, I think that's really the basis of everything as well as, as, as just, you know, the right products and, and just having that aura of happiness. And actually, did you know that next week is um, World Happiness Week? Oh, that's fantastic. There we go. Um, that's, that's everything, you know, because, uh, you know, living out here in Los Angeles, we see a lot of people that work very, very hard on, on the external appearance a lot of the time and uh, not enough on the internal and, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure <laughs> in Hollywood town out here. But it's, you know, that, that happiness and I think laughter, being with your friends, having a wonderful meal, getting outside, all those things are really very, very important for general overall happiness and health. So now I, I'm I am I am happy I am calm. Oh, my my new mantra of the day. Now, if we were to leave, um, if you were to give us a mantra from Annette King, what would it be that we can put on our refrigerators and our medicine cabinets? We should say to, to follow <laughs> in the show. You know what what is your what are a few words to live by that we can to live by? Oh it? my goodness! Well, I I think that you know the. The better you take care of yourself, the, whether that's your skin, whether that's your, you know, exercise regimen, whatever that is, the, you know, the happier that you are, the more confident you are. And really, that is what true beauty is. It's not about what you're putting on your skin. It's not about what you're injecting in your skin. There is nothing more beautiful than a happy, confident, you know, well-rounded person. Well said. And thank you so much. Thank you for being on our show. Tell our audience where they can find Dermalogica products. Um, you can, the best way to find Dermalogica is to go on to Dermalogica.com and you can actually put in your own um, address, your own location. You can find out the nearest place that carries Dermalogica that was, is likely to be a spa or a salon or a skincare center or a medical office um, or maybe even an altar store. And you can find it that way. You can also obviously get Dermalogica.com, uh, Dermalogica at Dermalogica.com. Um, and we have some great education there as well. And uh, if any of your, your, your listeners have any questions and want us to answer those for them, they, they can do that on the Dermalogica Facebook page or the International Dermal Institute. And they can reach me um, on Twitter. Um, I'm just sim- simply at Annette King. And that's one E and one T, A-N-N-E-T. King, K-I-N-G. And you can come back because I have a lot of questions that I didn't get to ask you today. Yeah, let's do this again. (laughs) We we shall do this again. You have been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you again for being with us. Laurie, my beautiful Laurie, thank you as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.